Welcome to the OA Virtual Kitchen Sink Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Kitchen Sink Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now, our speaker. Thank you. Okay. Well, I am Mark. I'm a compulsive overeater. I want to thank Bob for asking me to speak. I don't think I've ever, I've, I've attended the kitchen sink in, uh, in person back, uh, two, three years ago, but this is the first for me at this, uh, Zoom meeting. So I'm very grateful to be here, and get this new experience. Um, a little bit of, uh, before I joined program to let you know, I pretty much came from a family that didn't have a whole lot of awful problems. You know, we had our family issues, but growing up, I realized that food became love for us. If there was a problems in our family, it was it was like food was used to make things feel better. And so I, uh, had grown up with, um, food being the centerpiece of a lot of things in our family. Uh, and it, you could use a holiday, a get together, a birthday, a weekend, a weekday. It doesn't matter. There, there is, um, uh, there is a, um, uh, reason for helping us, uh, you know, get love. And that's where food came from. I was very athletic in uh, high school, and I didn't even start wearing my disease until I got into uh, college. And uh, that's when I started putting on um, putting on my weight. And I remember my first diet. I was uh, about 21, 22 years old, and I had gained 30 pounds out of high school. And I lost that 30 pounds. And uh, it started really, and, and obviously I gained it back. And it started a um, a uh, roller coaster ride of up and down, all the way until almost my mid forties when I joined the program. Uh, when I and and I would get so extreme with ways to try to lose weight and concoct new ways to uh, to uh, diet and. When I joined program, uh, I was 44 years old and that was in April of 2001. And I weighed 302 pounds at that point. And part of what got me into program, a couple things. One is that I had called 911 on myself when I lived in my condo because I thought I was having a heart attack after a binge. And, uh, I didn't want to make a big deal of it. So when the ambulance came, I, I came, I walked out to the street and they said, where, where's the guy who, you know, what unit is it? I says, it's me. And so went to the hospital, uh, in the emergency room. And I remember, and, and I would uh, well, I remember looking at a reflection at the little glass window and looking at myself with all these things attached to me and, Having the faith that I did or that I believed at that time, I decided to make a deal with God. If you could get me out of this, I will do better. That was my deal. And thank God it was not a heart attack. It was obviously warning signs and poor health, uh, high blood pressure and 
as other issues as well. And so for the first couple of weeks out of the hospital, I did well. And I proceeded to gain 25 pounds over the next year. That got me up to over 300 pounds. When I joined OA, uh, and I will say that when I joined in April 2001, I have not left OA. I have not left OA. I've been here the whole time. There may have been parts of it where I may have emotionally checked out a little bit. I go to the meetings and would my mind really be focused on what it was? There may have been a couple along uh, in the 20, all nearly 21 years of little peaks and valleys of uh, my emotional presence. But um, when I joined, there, there was something that really uh, struck me very, uh, very quickly. And that was step one. And my interpretation was step one was uh, uh, as far as a powerless over food. And it was obviously my life was unmanageable because I was, my character defects were on, you know, full display. Um, the, uh, the bad news that I got from that was that I will never be cured from compulsive overeating. And on one hand, uh, you know, my thinking going into program, then why am I here if I'm not going to be cured? The good news that I got very, um, quickly is, is that I can, uh, one day at a time get a daily reprieve from compulsive overeating provide, provided I use these tools, steps, rituals. And that was comforting to me. So the good news, bad news really helped me accept the program and accept that I was a compulsive overeater. I will always be a compulsive overeater. I will not be cured, but I can be treated just like a lot of, uh, you know, medical conditions where people get the right treatment that can help. Um, so, over the years, and I'm talking 21 years, I've had four sponsors. And uh, even to this day, things that my sponsors have said to me during that time still rub off on me. And, uh, and you know, I even talked to, um, to someone in the program about uh, what one of the sponsors had said to me. And it always, you know, things stick with me. And, uh, and it, it, it was really... Uh, you know, it's profound that some things are just embedded in us. Um, to qualify again, I I um I came in the program at 302 pounds. Today I'm maintaining an 85 to 90 pound weight loss from that. And uh sometimes when I'm down and I'm not feeling good about myself, and thank God for my wife who um uh reminds me that I should do a check-in on the scale. I don't want the scale to be a higher power, but it needs to be a reality check. And thank God I do that today because that's mindfulness. And mindfulness plays a big part of my abstinence. Um, I lost, I lost 85 to 90 pounds in the program in the first four or five years. And I worked all the steps and I was sponsoring and, and doing a lot of things. And in uh through 12 years of abstinence uh especially bottom line um uh, abstaining from recreational sugar i real i came to a realization uh back then about 9 years ago that 
I abstain from recreational sugar, but you can gain weight abstaining from recreational sugar. And so uh, on October 28, 2012, that it's coming up on nine years, I realized that I had to be humble and I had to redefine my abstinence. And I did redefine my abstinence. I redefined it uh, to for mindfulness. I redefined it for um, uh, knowing uh, what is being put in my body and knowing when I reach a limit. Now, I also know that, you know, I haven't been perfect, I, uh, but I have made progress. And I am happy to say that even in the 20 uh, plus years, I have never really binged, binged to the point where I felt physically uncomfortable, binged to the point where I would purge. And so I think that that is very important in the mindfulness. Now, do I have a shutoff switch today? No, but can I be mindful to the point where, and I think program every day, every time I put something in my mouth, uh, even to today, um, I know what's good for me and where I might be pushing it a little bit. Um, some of the tools that I use around food, I'll let you know too, is uh, I remember there's this, uh, the, my, I love my wheat thin story because uh, one day during those first 12 years of abstinence, I decided, well, you know, wheat thins, they're wheat, they're not sugar, they're, they're not on a, like a red light list. I'm going to buy a nice big box of wheat thins and I'm going to have like eight a day or 10 a day and it will span over a, a, you know, a week or two or whatever. The next morning they were gone. And so I added, you know, to part of what I do today. Now I, I basically two, three meals a day. I will have a snack uh, and Anything that is in a container is a serving for me. I I might have nuts, but I can't sit there with a whole 16-ounce thing of nuts. I'll eat it. But in a controlled thing where it, there may be a bag of nuts that are, you know, a half ounce or whatever, I will do that, but I, I am so conscious to the point where, you know, I can't have things in uh, big containers. Uh, I know where that will lead. Um, so those are some of the things around food that I look at today. Um, a lot parts of the program, I do want to get into uh, some spiritual and emotional uh, steps as well. Spiritually, uh like I said, I made a deal with God. God used to be the one that I would dial 911 on and say, fix this, fix that, fix this. And I realized by working the steps in the program that I had to pray, uh, take the steps and just pray and let the results come down the way they do. And uh, I think that being able to pray that way and, and don't worry about results the, the gift to me was um, a lot of results did come by letting it go and not trying to force results. And then sometimes something would pop up a result that was something that I never even dreamed of or thought of, which is better 
than what I would have wanted in the first place. I think that's very important for me in my prayers today to not direct my higher power and to uh, just pray for the willingness to take the right actions and pray to accept. My concept of a higher power has changed a lot over the years. And by working the steps, I've worked the steps at least three times. And I did with different sponsors, which was great because I got a different take on that. Um, even today, and this is what is great about the program is it's still evolving. Even after going on 21 years, my program's still evolving. Still my concept of, uh, tapping into a higher power. My, my faith hasn't really changed, but that, that didn't always work for me. And even over the last six months, I've taken on a different, uh, mantra of higher power that's really helped me. Because it's all about core beliefs. I have a lot of core beliefs. I believe that uh, music is a big thing of my life. Um, words and poetry are a big thing in my life. Uh, family, healing, nature, sports. These are big uh, things in my life. And, I, and, and I'm not afraid to say it, but I, I Googled one day about six months ago and found that a, uh, uh, one of the Greek gods, uh, Greek god Apollo, uh, is the god of music, is the god of poetry, is the god of archery, which is sports to me, which is the god of nature, god of healing. I said, all these things, and I've taken on a mantra of this being part of my whole higher power. And again, I feel like I have a team. Uh, all you at the group here is part of the channels of my higher power. This new mantra Parts of my faith, parts of the, the Holy Spirit, they all work together. You know, I have a team behind me. And this has really helped me become settled in, in a higher power. And also accepting, this is me. Everybody else has their concept, but this is a thing that makes me feel comfortable by doing this. And uh, to this day, I have uh, rituals, rituals of... Uh, prayer in the morning and uh, in, uh, praying in the same prayers. I pray for others quite a lot of the time. I pray for the willingness. And then I also pray about my defects, and that takes on um, my emotional part. because uh, And working the steps has really helped me. And that's uh, over the years, I noticed, oh, okay, is that five minutes left? Is it? Coming up. Oh, okay. Um, okay, great. All righty. Thank you. My, my character defects and looking at them, they evolved too. Like, like my relationship with food may have changed over the years a little bit where, uh, the definition of abstinence may have changed. The defects, some have come up. And again, just like, um, in step one, my character defects will not completely disappear. But what I like to say in the program is the way I respond and the way I react. Before I came into program, I may have responded or reacted eight or nine times out of 10 negatively. Where today, providing I work the steps and work the program, maybe I only respond four times out of 10, you know, badly. And that's that progress part, which is so, so important to me. Um, 
there's there's things that I pray for every morning. Part of my defects are fear, worries, uh, guilt, uh, people pleasing, uh, fear of judgment, uh, resentment. These are things that I have to work on a daily basis. Uh, uh, part of 10th step. Now I don't sit down and do an actual 10th step. I do a 10th step in my head during prayers, but you know, it's not perfect there. And that's why I'm here. There's a lot I still need to work on even after nearly 21 years. And, and this is humbling. It's great to be humble like this, uh, knowing that I don't get it. You know, a lot of, a lot of, um, people, discussions I've had in program, I come and people are trying to completely figure it, figure it out, figure out the big book, figure out the magic solution. The only, you know, I don't have anything figured, figured out. The only thing I know is if I take these steps and I, and I use the tools, I get relief. And, uh, and today, uh, Back when I joined the program, I, I was in poor health. So now at 65 years old, I am in better health today than I was in my forties, early forties. Absolutely. I can walk, uh, eight to 10,000 miles, uh, not, not 10 steps, eight to 10,000 steps a day. No problem. Back then I was afraid to walk across the street. Um, I truly believe, I truly believe that I'm alive today because of OA. I truly believe I was on that path. And, uh, two years ago, a little over, a uh, little over two years ago, I retired, um, after working 43 years at my, um, my career. And when I retired, part of what I was going to do is plan to walk every day and do all this. And I didn't quite get there. I, I wasn't really gaining weight a little in, in COVID, as a matter of fact, that's an, that's another part of the program that I had to change around a little bit. But, um, I decided after I retired to take on a part-time job. Part of it was to give back, but part of it was I would get these eight to 10,000 steps a day. It wasn't much pay, but I said, wow, they're paying me to do exercise. You know, I don't need to join a gym. And it was great, except for the fact that my family and other things in my life, I was sacrificing this time for, uh, for doing this exercise. So after a six month period of time, I decided to leave that job, which was, um, just shortly, you know, a little less than, uh, than two weeks ago. And the, uh, a gift that God gave us that in a way was we, uh, we got a new puppy. My wife and I got a new puppy and lo and behold, Take the puppy on walks every day, uh, go to the park almost every day, and I can keep these steps and exercise up, which is great. Um, there are certain things physically I can do that I had to stop doing, like shooting hoops and basketball and things like that. So every time I do something or when I was walking on the soccer field and kicking a ball, this is all stuff that I had really ruled out of my life 20 years ago that I couldn't do. So uh all this exercise is part of my toolbox that I've got to remember today. Um the steps I've, you know, I, I go to two to three meeting Zoom meetings a week. Uh two of them are intense uh book studies, and which is really good for me. We we read a paragraph and share on it. It keeps me in the moment 
and keeps me focused, which is really important to me uh, to do that. And it does look that my time is up. I'm going to let other others uh, have the opportunity to speak, but thank you. My life is so much better today, and I'm still on this journey making progress. Not perfect, but making progress. Thank you so much for um, letting me speak this morning. Uh, this is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you asked a question last week, please wait until the first three questions have been asked before raising your hand. If you have a question, please click the raise your hand icon. And we will, we will do this until 9.50 a.m. So, and now do I just call on when I see the hand raised? Okay, so looks like Joy has her hand raised. Hi. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for your share. Good morning. Joy, compulsive overeater, sugar addict. My question to you is, before you were consistent with abstinence and a food plan, how did you, what motivated you to keep coming back? I find I'm struggling with that at the moment. Thank you. Um, that's a great question. Fellowship, uh, other people, uh, definitely motivated me to keep, uh, uh, motivated me to keep coming back, especially when we're following the traditions of the program. And there was no judgment. If, uh, if it was a program of family members, I wouldn't have come back because a lot of family members don't understand. But I believe the fellowship, uh, in the rooms at the time and in the, even in these virtual rooms, because we, uh, I feel like we're all in the same boat and we have a, uh, abnormal relationship with food. I just felt like this is the right place to be. And that really motivated me. So. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Bob. Uh, you, uh, you're up next. Yes, uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you for your, uh, share. Bob, compulsive overeater, recreational sugar addict. Um, how did you kick the recreational sugar in the beginning? What was, do you remember what, what, what tools you used or whatever it was that made that happen? Um, you know, I think part of that was, um, I came to the realization at some point uh, early in the program that the, well, first of all, the one day at a time was very important to me because I could only get through it for that, uh, that 24 hour period. But I always think about the pain, the pain I was in uh, was worse than the pain of uh, kicking a sugar uh, habit. And that was very important. When I, when I first came to the program, I remembered that, uh, if on day one, if somebody said to me, you know, you will never have a Snickers bar again, I probably would have been out of the room. 
But going the pain I was in and the 24 hours of time, I'm happy to say that I have not had a Snickers candy bar in nearly 21 years. And again, I feel like everybody is different in their um, obsessions uh, for food. Uh, but that one day at a time and, uh, and that pain factor are two big things that helped me in the path of uh, abstaining from sugar. Ah, so uh, Lillian, are you up next? I am. Hi, thanks so much for your lead. It was great to hear you. What do you do on a daily basis to maintain, like, a fit spiritual condition? Like, do you have particular readings that you use or meditation? Or what's your... Mm-hmm. Um, I do I do have a prayer uh, that's sort of a lengthy prayer that I do uh, that helps me every morning. Uh, and... When I was, when I was working, it was great because I did a lot of prayer in my car. And when I did a lot of prayer in my car, uh, I really got to length. You know, I'd turn off the radio. And, uh, the thing was is that I love to listen to music, as I mentioned, music being a big part. Um, I had a, I had a personal rule that I cannot turn on the radio until all my prayers are done. And that's great. But since I don't drive as much, I had to do it here at home. And I can honestly say that I haven't been as consistent in uh, COVID times, but I still do those rituals, maybe not as lengthy as uh, when I was in the car. Uh, finding time to myself is very important. Uh, prayers, uh, food planning is uh, important. Food planning is on and off for me. I pretty much know what my food plan is for the day, but uh, sometimes, you know, the, this that short-term memory loss uh, in the program, and that's why I have to pray and I have to do that, is that I can, my mind can be set, and a couple hours later, everything that I thought about is out of my head. But... um but that's one thing. And obviously meetings. And my two main home meetings are morning meetings. And that re- one is on a Monday morning, which helps me kick off the week. And one is on a Friday morning, which gets me into the weekend. So those are rituals that have helped me. Uh, Heidi? Hi. Hi, Mark. Nice to see you. It's Heidi, compulsive overeater. So great to hear your story in long form. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've heard you share a lot of times, but never heard the whole thing. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, what, how has program influenced or helped or affected your relationship with your wife and other family relationships? That's a great question because. Uh... First of all, if I, um, if I didn't have program, I wouldn't have a wife. Uh, I, I, I met my wife in program, which is fantastic. And, um, and we, I, I think the fact that I know that I'm not perfect and anytime I can be humble and, uh, and, and it's kind of, uh, really, uh, 
the same with my wife. You know, we know that we're in a program and we're on the path of recovery. So uh, it's been great. It's been great. And uh, I don't know how, yeah, this is just me, but I don't know how I could be with someone <laughs> who's not in program. I don't know. We understand each other and that's really important. As far as family knows, and I have a, a, a couple family members who do suffer from this disease and but because I worked the um, eighth and ninth steps and I was able to um, make amends, steps, steps have helped me with my family. And I have a good relationship with my family today, a lot of family members, because I worked the steps. So that's, that's how I would answer that. You have other questions? Open up. Hi, I have a question in the chat. If you could take a look. Oh, okay, uh, Sammy. I chatted it to you, Mark. Oh, you chatted it to me. Oh, okay, let me check that. Um, good. And Mark, uh, Deb has her hand up. It's hard oh. to see, but she has her hand up too. Oh, Deb, uh, should I do this one first and then go to Deb, or should I do Deb first? Oh, okay. Uh, you can go ahead and do Sammy. Okay. Can I ask the question in the chat? Okay, how do you get back on track after a slip? Um, that's a good question, and uh, the two things that come to mind for me is that if I uh eat something that is uh you know like if i had a little too much in a um in a meal and i know it because i really learned to listen to my body sometimes i will get those reminders physical reminders uh a twinge uh uh gas pains and it was just all oh so real that, oh, my God, do I really want to go back there? Uh, so I think listening to my body has really helped me out with that. Um, also, you know, I have to uh, not only look what goes into my mouth, but what comes out of my mouth. And that if I start acting, and it's not easy to sometimes be conscious of uh, how I act, but... I think that uh that emotional thing uh reacting bad is a reminder that helps me personally get on track. So hope that helped. Uh Deb. Thank you so much. Honored to be on this path of recovery with you. So you kind of spoke a little bit about um like family, um being compulsive eaters and do you have any experience or a suggestion on talking to those that you see suffering? And I, I look, I've been in program 15 years, so I know about not taking anyone's inventory, but I see the struggle. It's, you know, years of struggle. Do you have any experience with just 12-stepping or talking to somebody about program? Um, FYI, we have five minutes, five okay. minutes. That that is a tough one because I experienced that in my family. Uh, sometimes I have to show by example. 
um, experience, strength, and hope. Uh, and I think that I can say as many things as I uh, throw all the program at them that I can throw, but, you know, I, I've heard things like, well, OA's not for me. Uh, so all I can do is, is show that, um, that my quality of life is so much better with it and be there for support. Uh, but it's very difficult to fix somebody, uh, <laughs> in that way. Uh, I do a lot of prayer, a lot of praying, and, uh, that's, that's basically, and I can probably do even more, uh, in helpful, but that's, that's where I, um, am on that. Um, Frank. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for your share and for your service. Wow. Uh, so what, what are the challenges you have moving forward? And, uh, and you have confidence that using the tools of the program, you'll be able to work through them. Um, the challenges I have right now is, uh, the most are around worries and fear. I have, uh, two elderly, uh, uh, family members, my mom and an uncle who I, uh, am part of a team of caregiving along with professional caregivers and family caregivers to help them out. And part of the problems I have moving ahead or, or currently in is anytime I get a text or a phone call, I almost cringe that there's something wrong. And uh, the tools that I need to use for that is prayer, but also talking to my sponsor about it. Uh, and, you know, you know, I have a sponsor and I have somebody who I consider a life sponsor who's also in program, not my daily sponsor, but someone who I can talk to. So I would say between prayer and, um, and talking with others, those are tools that have been helpful to me. But yeah, I've got some current, uh, current challenges for sure. Let's see. So definitely have time for another couple questions, I guess. It's Pam. Hi. Can you Hi. talk about how you sponsor, how you've been sponsored, the value of sponsorship, et cetera? Uh, yes. Uh, um being a sponsor as just as important in the program as spon- is um having a sponsor um uh i have a couple sponsees one is a longtime sponsee and uh, we've had a really good relationship with that uh you know uh, in getting a a sponsee i kind of uh you know, obviously I share my experience, strength and help in, in, um, in helping them, but not every compulsive overeater is exactly alike. So sometimes I have to tailor it a little bit different to, um, to that. Uh, some people may be able to call every day. Some people may be able to call a couple days of the week or random. 
And it, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, when someone, I can tell when someone is actually, uh, almost struggling in a phone call or the lack of phone calls. Um, and all I can do is go back to the basics, share my experience on that. As far as a sponsor, you know, I'm proud to say, you know, I've had four sponsors and I, in the tw- almost 21 years, 95% of the time I've had a sponsor. It's, uh, you know, very seldom would I have been sponsorless. Each sponsor brought something to the table. My first sponsor was very, okay, very strict. And I, uh, and I got another sponsor and he was too soft. Then I got a sponsor who was sort of in the middle. And, and, and then, uh, Currently, who I work with is, is a blessing to me. Uh, we're just on the same path, and, and that is really great. So I would say that I could take something from all of them. So, thank you. 